Hello there. Welcome into the inaugural episode of the Mile High Hot Takes podcast, a pod all about the teams you love from the Centennial State. I'm Baylor, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host and longtime friend, Connor. Hey, hey. We are also joined today by our amazing producer, Alex. Hey. We've got quite a lineup of Broncos talk for you today, so let's just jump right in. We've just finished up the preseason in the NFL, and rosters have been shaved down to 53 men. Connor, how are we feeling about the preseason? Broncos went 3-0. A lot of people downplay preseason, but a 3-0 record, not giving up a defensive touchdown, I'm pretty excited going into the season. I was going to say, I was about to hop on you right there for saying an undefeated preseason. I was about to throw the 0-16 Lions in your face. But um, the the thing that really strikes me about this preseason is uh, the overall dominance. The first two games, we put up 63 points and only allowed nine. And in that last preseason game against the Rams, yes, not a single soul that any of us could recognize was on the field for LA. Um, Still 12 points against people that are making a lot of money to score points. That's inspiring. Yes, you got to take everything with the preseason with a grain of salt. But you know what? If we were sitting here at 0-3, the city would be on fire right now. I'd be happy with that. And in that last preseason game, we saw quite a few starters play. Vaughn got some snaps for the first time in a long time. It looked a little rusty, sure, but it's good to see him back on the field. I was super excited that he was going to get some playing time, and I was happy it was a little more than one series. We, we got a couple people out there that need to knock off some rust, and albeit against some second-string players, no starters, it was good to see the whole defensive unit out there, good to see the offensive starters, with Teddy being named the offensive, or I mean the quarterback to start our season, it was really good to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think kind of a big sigh of relief one way or another when uh, Vic finally came out and named a starter, whether you agree with it or not. Um, I really, really did not want to go into that week three of the preseason with a big question mark at the most important position in the game. Um, I think they really needed this extra week of knowing who's in charge, who's taking what reps with what team at practice. Um, You know, the sooner you get this stuff figured out, the sooner your guys can get to work for real. So. And Teddy got a good run with the starters there. I think we saw a good idea of what our team is going to look like going into the regular season on offense. We were running the ball well. We were starting on first down with a lot of run plays. The play action wasn't too involved, but I feel like that might be played two more going forward. Teddy made a couple good throws. Uh, nothing too big over the top, but he, he made some decent intermediate throws down the field. We moved the ball pretty well, but I'm, I'm really excited going into this regular season. Yeah, excitement is something we've really been devoid of when it comes to football here in Denver. Uh, when it comes to the 53 man for the Broncos. Um, Usually every year for me, there is a big surprise cut. Um, And uh, I didn't think it was coming this year. And then uh, because everything leading up until today, today being September 1st, I mean, it was, um, it was pretty business as usual. Um, You know, Brett Rippon getting cut. Uh, A couple other young guys, two people I believe we drafted this year. We also cut. Um, we also put, I think, 14 to 16 people on our practice squad 
practice squad staying bigger this year um, after they expanded that for COVID, uh, that's a good place for us to stash some of that young talent. Um, Broncos made some trades, got some draft picks, like they shipped off Trinity Benson to the Lions um, for some draft picks. Um, you know, those type of players that you know aren't going to make it through waivers and onto your practice squad, um, I like to see that they got a little bit of value out of that. Um, what are your overall impressions? Uh, just kind of the 53-man? What are you feeling about that big surprise Royce Freeman cut that happened uh, today? Overall, I'm, I'm really excited looking into the season. We've got a lot of depth in a lot of positions. The offensive line, per usual, is pretty thin. But, but the starters, the starters are, real are good this all year. healthy at the moment. And if they can stay healthy, I'm really excited about that unit. On defense, we're ridiculously deep in the secondary. Our linebacking core looks great. I'm really excited to see what some of these guys can do. And Jonathan Cooper made some big plays. He was a seventh-round pick, I believe. Late round pick, got some action, made the most of it, made the team. And I think he might actually be a pretty big part of this team, especially if Vaughn Miller or Bradley Chubb get hurt. Like you said, the Royce Freeman cut. I've been a fan of his since he entered the league. Same. He's played good football. Mm -hmm. I think he's been undervalued for us the entire time he's been here. His rookie year was Philip Lindsay's rookie year. Together, they did a really great job running that backfield. And I, th- I, like I thought he's small and shifty. Royce, a big power back. Royce was big. I loved watching Royce Rumbling. run some people over. And he's had what I thought was a fairly good preseason. I was definitely shocked to see him go. Yeah, um, I was I was a little startled. Uh, without Philip on this roster anymore, I thought his spot as RB3 was safe. Um, the Broncos are not in a cap bind. We have... I believe the highest amount of cap available going into the season. And he's still on a rookie Um, deal. He's on a rookie deal. And he, to me, has done nothing that warrants any other back on the team taking his spot. I mean, I don't even know who the number three is right now. Uh, One of the things that... um, Alex, could you look up? Uh, There is a... There's one person that made the team this year that is an undrafted free agent. Can you look him up for me, please? Um, But Royce really just, every year he came in and he had those games where he went off and he was the person you were talking about. He had those big runs where you came in on a second and long and he popped off for 15 yards. And that's that's also one of the things that... um, that that drives me crazy is he never got a consistent workload, but he always put up consistent play. Um, he was excellent in pass pro, which for a running back is huge. For a team that is thin at O-line, that's huge. You got to have tight ends and running backs that can block. And he was, he was kind of a do-it-all type of guy. And for somebody his size, that's that's kind of a gem, and I'm really surprised he got let go, and I'm sure he's going to have no problem finding a job somewhere else. I think he'll find a spot. That being said, our top two running backs, Melvin Gordon, and the rookie, Devon, or, oh, Javante Williams. I'm so excited for Javante. They both look really good. As long as they can stay healthy and run the ball effectively, Te- we're going to have Bridgewater a pretty good year. compared some of the stuff he saw in Javante Williams to Alvin Kamara. 
um, coming from a dude who's played in an offense with Alvin. Um, that's those are some kind words for sure. Um, Alex, do you have that? Uh, I do. It's uh, Andre Mintz. Yeah. Okay. So Andre, him making our fifty-three man roster means that the Broncos now extend their streak to eighteen consecutive seasons. Signing an undrafted rookie. Signing an undrafted rookie and hopefully he can play a big to part to their 53 man roster and that's huge i mean let's look at some of the other past i mean just the two ones that come to my mind right away chris harris jr and philip Lindsay. i know philip we let him go with an absolutely it was a disrespectful offer honestly the lowest round tender pretty much said if nobody else wants you we'll keep you at minimum wage that was i mean philip philip he played great more. He earned a lot more, but still yard season. undrafted person. We took a chance on, he paid off for us. Chris Harris Jr., huge undrafted person who was a core to that crazy defense that gave us two appearances and a Super Bowl ring. And then you got to think we had Brandon Marshall undrafted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The middle linebacker played a key role in our defense for a while. CJ Anderson, another one. We do pretty well finding undrafted talent. Will they perform in the NFL? I hope so. I hope that continues for us. But at the end of the day, sad to see Royce leave. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos quarterback situation. Um, can't really uh, talk too much about the preseason without talking about you know Teddy's performance in it and ultimately how he won the job. Um, for me, what I saw was consistency. I'd agree. From You saw it all in that third preseason game. Teddy didn't do anything that like blew the doors off. You're like, you don't go, wow, that's amazing. He just consistently moved the ball down the field, got us some points, put us in decent positions, didn't hurt us in any way. As opposed to when Drew played, there was a little clunkiness. He fumbled a snap there. He looked... Drew's Not performance great. on Sunday or Saturday was that was rough, dude. I I really even though he didn't win the starting job, I was still rooting for him. I'm like, come out here and please give us give us show show us something. Show us something here that, you know, if Teddy doesn't work out, we're not completely sunk. Um I didn't like what I saw. I know he's not working with the starting O-line, but Man, he couldn't hold on to a snap. He was he got stripped. He was holding on to the ball for way too long when we're standing on our on our one yard line. Uh, that's not what you like to see from your quarterback. I think that summarizes the whole battle throughout camp. That must have been going on at practice as well. The little things that Teddy does that Drew might not have been doing. The negative plays that Teddy is able to get rid of give us no loss or make the best out of a worst case scenario. But Drew had a couple negative plays here and there. And I think the coaching staff looked at it and said, we've got a talented team. The less we hurt ourselves, the better it's going to go. Yeah. I I mean, that's This definitely was the safe pick. Um, Vic definitely saw that he has an extremely talented team at his disposal on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. We have... an amazing defense we have an amazing wide receiver core we have two solid running backs we've got a nice o-line to protect him we have options at tight end like everything's there 
We just need somebody that's not gonna not gonna put us. He's not gonna play against us. Essentially, you know, we're not gonna. Teddy's not gonna give give them the ball in in bad field possession position. If we're back to the wall, he's gonna play it safe, and we're gonna pump that ball away. We're gonna play the field position game. We're gonna rely on our defense. And you know what? It could work. I think so. We're gonna have to rely heavily on the run. Hopefully we can get some big plays out of play action, get some threats going down the field. Yards K- after catch. Yards after catch are going to be huge. KJ Hamler's fast and quick, and Judy's so light on his feet. It's incredible to watch him move. Those guys are going to have to... You can't to, double them all, too. You can't, and Cortland's back. Hopefully he can come back to at least what he was his rookie so year. good to see him back in the end zone. hopefully make some progress off of that. But we got a lot of guys that can make a lot of plays, and Teddy's just going to have to facilitate that and not limit what we can do offensively. I really liked what I saw from Teddy, um, especially on that touchdown drive to Cortland. That last little bit, he hung in that pocket for that little, it was like a half second to a second extra. It started to collapse. He sensed pressure. He took a half step to evade it and let that play develop for the extra second it needed. And that's something where I'd expect Drew Locke to be throwing that ball early throwing it away, throwing a check down, maybe even scrambling, taking a sack, whatever it is. Once that pocket breaks down, you know, Drew takes off. Teddy's not going to panic. And Teddy's he a showed that. Vet. And he put in, that was not an easy throw. It was not an easy play to see. It was not an easy play to wait for. And it was not an easy throw to make. And he made it all look like he's been doing it for years, which he has been. And that's just what you get when you put a vet in. He's going to make sure that if you're on the five-yard line, you're going to get in more times than you're not. There was a time in this league where Teddy was about to get big-time money as a quarterback. In Minnesota, he was thought of really highly. Made the right plays, led the offense, was looking like he had a great upside. And we're hoping we can get some of that back this year. Hopefully, he's not going to be scared of another injury. He's not going to be pressured by anything and i don't think he will teddy's a cool calm collected guy and i think he has plenty he can lead this team pretty well he's got plenty of film that supports that he is more than capable of being an nfl quarterback and um honestly that's sounds like just what this team needs this is a young 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 team that's going to be playing off of straight emotion and that's one thing that it's going to it's going to be in our advantage is we this team needs to play with emotion this team needs to play with passion this team needs to play like they're young because they are that were with us when and to have people like bond and teddy be that calm cool veteran presence to make sure that we keep all that in check that's really what um I feel like that's what this team needs. I feel like that's what Teddy needs. I feel like Teddy needs that high energy offense and that high energy around him to keep him going, to keep him willing to take shots, to play a little bit outside of his comfort zone, but not in a way obviously that's going to be detrimental to the team. And I think we got a lot of guys, Bond being one of them, Justin Simmons being another that want to be great. Like they've Vaughn's been there. Justin never has. Justin's never made the playoffs, and he's arguably one of the best safeties in the league. He's hungry. 
Vaughn's got to be hungry to get back to the top. And we got Vaughn's got to be hungry guys. to play competitive football. That's got to be it. It's been over a year. It's got to be. It, it's It's been four or five years for Vaughn. Competitive, playing for something. Playing for something that, yeah. I and mean, that's what I'm hoping Even for Even if it's a playoff season. spot. That's something to these guys. That's what I'm hoping for this season is we're able to be competitive. We're able to stick in games. We're able to stick in the playoff race and be be there at the end, end of games, end of the season. I just want this team to be competitive. I want to be watching football in November and not be watching it just because I like the Broncos. I want to be watching with something on the line. Even if it's a small shot, I don't want to be that team again that, you know, we don't win a game in September and everyone's like, all right, we'll try again next year. And how many next years do we have? Vic might be on his last next year. This, exactly. this might be the last next year for Coach Vic Fangio. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that's a great way to just transition into uh, what we want to talk about next. And that's it. You know, what's at stake? What's at stake this season for Vic and for Teddy and lots of people on this team? We got lots of one-year contracts. We've got a coach on the last year of his contract that's had three losing seasons consecutively got a new gm that's probably looking to make some changes after this season um but yeah let's let's start with Vic. um this is it for him this is make or break for him i think if he can't pull off 10 wins he's gone he's a defensive coach he takes pride in his defense he's got tons of talent on defense if his defense can't help us to a winning record i think he's done as a head coach with us and I think it is going to be his last head coaching job in the NFL if this one doesn't work out this season really he's head got, coaching he, obviously he's got yeah. space as a D coordinator for sure yeah, he'll, he'll have a D. job in this league for he'll a have long a job, time but this is his last season to be an NFL head coach if it does not go well and I think the do you offense... Think, do you think there's some gray zone where it's not good enough for the Broncos, but another nope. team would take a shot at him? Nope. You he's think had, if the Broncos three, think he's out, he's done? He's had three years so far, hasn't shown anything that makes you believe he can be a winning head coach. This is the year where it's no excuses. If you can't win with this team, can't put a competitive product on the field, it just isn't going to happen. You know, I feel like a couple times, um, especially last year and a lot of those, we lost a lot of close one-possession games last year. Um, I love a defensive coach believing in his defense, mm -hmm. but I feel like there was a point where he trusted the defense to a fault. And this is where you give him the little bit of leeway because, sure, the offense wasn't there, and it was you saw why he wouldn't trust the offense. And you want him to be able to trust the offense. So maybe this year with a new team, hopefully the line stays healthy, new quarterback, if Teddy's the right guy, Vic Fangio will be able to trust the offense and we'll be able to see him as a head coach. Yeah. Fully blossom. Maybe not. Well, um, you, know, you know, I agree. He, he's, this, this is it. This is a huge pivotal year in his career in the league. Um, like I said, uh, he will have a, He'll have a spot in this league as a coordinator um, until he uh, hangs it up. But, yeah, I, I can totally see this being his last shot at not only the Broncos head coach, but head coach as a whole. Um, he's got everything he needs 
to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a team built the way he wants. I'm sure he'd prefer he's full control. I'm, per- I'm sure he'd prefer a team that's defensively stacked and light on the expensive side of the uh, expensive side, side of offense. Um, you know, quarterback. A good quarterback is going to run you a lot of money, and that takes away from talent elsewhere on the team. And if he thinks that this is how he can build the team and be successful, cool. Let's do it, Vic. I'd love to see him stay. I'd love to see him put a good enough season to warrant him staying because that means to me we're competing and we are pushing for a playoff spot at the very least. Yeah. um, I think Teddy's fate is uh, pretty similar when it comes to being a starter. Um, I don't think Teddy is the starter next year, regardless of how he plays this year. For the Broncos. For the Broncos. But if he lights it up this year, there is guaranteed to be a team, a team like the Colts with Carson Wentz, a team like Philadelphia with with Jalen Hurts, um, a team like... um, the Panthers with Sam Darnold. I don't think the Panthers will try him again. Uh, but I'm saying teams like that, ah. that have a, they don't have their guy yet. I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would be willing to, to take a year with Teddy, to take a year with Teddy or maybe a two year contract, you know? Um, so I, I think that's Teddy's in a very similar boat. But if he comes out and stinks it up after the, you know, because that's the thing, you know, two years ago, he had a really solid, really solid partial season showing with the Saints. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he kind of stunk up the joint in in uh, Carolina, Carolina yeah. a very uninspiring. And I was really upset when we signed him. Uh, he looks a lot better um, from what I've seen. It's looking uh, like he Denver. might be good for the team. In Denver, he looks a lot better than he did in uh, Carolina. But uh uh, yeah, he's he's on a very pivotal year as well. Um, he's got a lot of offensive weapons. It might be his last shot to get a big contract from us, maybe. Like you said, maybe from another team. But I think if he lights it up, there's no reason the Broncos, unless we're still out of the playoffs, he might have a great season, but we miss the playoffs, then he might be gone. But if he's having a great season and we make the playoffs, there's a good chance he stays around. Mm, interesting. Um, kind of as like a leadership for a younger, younger no, guy. If we, maybe, if we make the playoffs, how think... high of a pick are we going to get? And if Drew's not the guy, are we going to draft a quarterback and let so, him hang around? Or I think there, if well, we make the playoffs, there's about, a lot of what ifs. Well, let's talk about Drew then. If we make the playoffs with Teddy, that means Drew's not getting playing time this year. I don't think I think Drew's on the team next season, no matter what. I think that will be his fourth and I believe final year of his rookie contract. Yep. I believe he will be on the roster the whole time, and I believe he will get a shot again next preseason. Okay. To at least show what he's got. So you don't think that this is it for Drew? You think next year, even if he doesn't get playtime this year, um, so long as he doesn't come in and absolutely blow, like and as long as Teddy doesn't look like a bona fide starting quarterback, I think Drew gets another shot next year. Drew can take some leaps, and if he takes those leaps, he still can be a quality NFL quarterback. 
I know a lot of people in the, I mean, he's definitely got the tools. Um, the kid has no toolbox yet though. So he has no idea how to, how to use them. Um, a lot of people were excited about Teddy for Drew. Um, well, Teddy learned under Drew Brees for a year. Maybe he can help Drew go through reads, gain a little more composure in the pocket, make a little bit better decisions. And if he can, Drew still's got a shot. But I think it's Teddy's job to lose it. Obviously, he's a starter. But Teddy, if he wants, can grab a hold of this job and take it for the next year or two going forward. Yeah. I also, I feel like Teddy is willing to help Drew. Um, Joe Flacco was not. Joe Flacco made it very clear he was the starter and that that's what he was there for. Um, verbally, he did not make it clear with his play. He literally looked like a scarecrow out there, and um, I he looked like a fragile old man the whole time he played with us. But uh, he refused to pass on his knowledge. Um, he wasn't there to help Drew, and he made that very clear. Um, I feel like Teddy is absolutely somebody who, even before he won the job, was was helping Drew. And that's what I've heard from the team. That's what I've heard from people inside. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's an extra year if we can keep them both. I think that would be huge for Drew. And even Drew just learning under Teddy this year will be huge for him. And at the end of the day, Teddy's a great professional. So if he ends up getting benched, he will have no hard feelings going to that, going to the bench, going into the quarterback room every day and still helping Drew. And that's what I like most about this team is we have a bunch of guys that are willing to do what it takes for the team. And I think that has become abundantly clear. Over the past few years, it seems like it's been a lot of... People use us as a tryout as a, as a, Like, I'm going to go out there and be me and put on what's best for me so that I can get a job after this because this team's not going anywhere. But I think this year, everybody sees the talent. Everybody sees the goal. Everyone's pulling together in the same way. And I think that's something to really look forward to this year. I think the only thing that makes me not think that Teddy's playing here next year, no matter how well he plays, is uh, what it's gonna take to keep this team together. Uh, that defense. You're talking strictly money-wise, then. That not even. No. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, strict. I mean, this part of the argument, yes, the money side of it is a huge thing. Not because I'm worried about Teddy asking for too much. Um, we have Ronald Darby, we have Will Fuller, we have Von Miller's on his last year. We've got a lot of big pieces on an expiring contract. And Kareem only came back for a one-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a lot of people on one years. So, are we going to re-sign those people to one more year next year when we're like, hey, maybe we can get further in the playoffs. But if you're going to do a year-by-year -year team just to make the playoffs, what are we building towards here? I think part of the Teddy decision is also going to come down to how we fare against the Chargers and Chiefs. They got their quarterbacks for at least the next 10, year, 10 years. And obviously everyone knows what Mahomes is. We finally have a deep, we have a defense that can hang with them now. But every, everyone for knows. For the year. Everybody knows what Patty is. <laughs> Justin Herbert looks like his, the sky's the limit for that dude. We'll see if he takes a leap. But I think a lot of the 
uh, front office's decisions at the quarterback spot is going to be heavily reliant on comparing who we have to who the Chargers and Chiefs have because the Chargers and Chiefs are set at that position with potentially two of the top five quarterbacks going forward over the next 10 years. For me, I don't see there. I don't see us getting any good draft pick this year. Um, I feel like this roster is too talented. Um, however, that just leaves me a little nervous because short of the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake, what do we do at quarterback? I mean, yeah, if Teddy lights it up and is great and he shows that he can keep pace with those big guns, if he if it's enough for us to stay competitive and steal some games there, like what we're we're not good enough to make it to the Super Bowl right now. We've got a lot of pieces that we're going to have to figure out at the end of the season. What is the incentive to keep going with Teddy? And what, what's the incentive? Like, I, I, I just realistically right now, you don't what think I we feel win like, the Super Bowl with I feel Teddy. like what we need, and I don't feel like we don't win the Super Bowl with Teddy, and we don't win the Super Bowl with anybody else that's in the league right now that is get available other than Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not holding my breath on that. Not sure he's even available. He's not available at the moment. That's what I'm Will saying. Will he be available but, um, next we're, summer? We're talking, we're talking next offseason. Who knows? Like, that, that's the only way I can see us next season making that jump. So what's the point of this year of let's see how good of a team we got to see what we do with it if we don't really have any options to take that next step? I'm not saying tank. I'm not saying let's do a full-blown rebuild because I don't think that's what we need to do. But at the same time, how are we going to get a quarterback that can push us over the edge? Well, we might not need... Well, short of blow, short of the team being complete trash this year and getting a high draft pick. Which I would not wish on us. Ever. I don't know. That's, and, and I and that's do not thing. expect I it. I don't expect it. I wouldn't wish it, obviously, so it puts us in a and tough I, spot. And I think we don't necessarily need a quarterback to push us to take a massive leap. We need that little extra. Because even that Super Bowl year... No one can say Peyton was... You think Javante Williams, if he comes out and becomes a superstar running back, you think that's enough? For what? A superstar running back to put us over the top? Do you think if we had a super... If he turns out to be a superstar running back, do you think that changes us from being a bubble playoff team to a legitimate contender? No. Because what's a superstar running back? 1,200 yards. So uh, that's what I'm saying. What are Melvin we, Gordon can no, put up 1,000. No, it's not, no, it's not, it's not 1,200. Dude, 1,000 a thousand yards Thousands per game. Easy. No, a thousand yards. A thousand yards per season in the 16 game season was really not a lot of yards per game. It was like if, that, that's if, what if I, I mean. If I told you, a, super like, star I it's like 60 back. yards a game. I'm saying like you get somebody like I mean Alvin Kamara can change a game. He when you when you run in five touchdowns. Like yeah, he can he can change a game. That's for sure. Derrick Henry. That if you put Derrick Henry on this team, it's I'm absolutely not, I'm not unbelievable. Derrick Henry, but I'm I don't think you put in a running back that can produce at not just a good level, not at a twelve to thirteen hundred yards. I'm talking somebody that's going to be pushing fifteen to seventeen yards. I think yards. with the layout of this team right now, it's going to have to be a lot like the Super Bowl season 2015. I think the defense has to be, in order for us to make a deep playoff run, we need a 
all-time defense, not just top five in the league. We need an all-time defense that makes big plays in big moments. And we also need an offense because Peyton wasn't a world beater at that time. It was last year. Our he played well. Was, our offense that year was ranked 18th in the league. Exactly. So we need an offense that's not going to turn over the ball. We need an offense that can be run heavy, control the clock, and hit big plays here and there. But for us to be a late season pushing for the Super Bowl type team, this defense is going to have to be legendary. And the offense is going to have to be... Very small, smart with the ball and run heavy. So that going back to the question of if it's not a quarterback that we need, if it's not a running back that we need, what do what does this team that is currently about to start this season? What do they need to be legitimate contenders? We need explosion on offense. That we at the moment, from what we've seen, Teddy might be able to provide the explosion. Maybe the run games can be what is able to provide big plays. It's really hard to put 10 plus play drives together. And if that's what it's gonna take every single time for us to score a touchdown, we might be able to do it two, three times a game. But to compete with Kansas City, to compete with Tampa or Green Bay, we might have to put up 30 plus points a game. So we gotta find out where that needs to come from. If that comes from the quarterback, then Teddy's gotta go. If we think Teddy can be that guy, sure, Teddy stays, and we see what we can do. Yeah, I guess I'm just, my big fear is this defense is wasted on a team that is not primed to do anything. We can push for the playoffs. But what what does that do for the team? What is it? Gives the young guys a chance to win. Gives them that taste, that want to do that little bit more next year, okay. that want to go into the off season and okay. strive to be better. Okay, there and for go. the fans, I've been dying I, for the I past know, obviously four or five us. years. Obviously for us, Broncos fans need to see good football but, but here's, for the first time in a long this, time. This is why I'm worried about because when you get a young team that you're like, you just get them exposed. Like the Avs, let's let's compare them to the Avs. The Avs have been the same core for since we were that trash uh, team in 2015, 16 season, I believe. Um, But every year that team gets more playoff exposure, every team because of that, every year that team gets better. Mm -hmm. My issue is like, yeah, these people are going to get exposure, but I don't feel like enough of the team is signed in a way that's going to, allow us to do that because like the abs those people kept coming back those people kept getting better the team as a whole kept going on an upward trajectory all of those people were signed we don't have to worry about re-signing those guys until this year and next year and we have a lot of big guys signed though is i know we do have a lot of the big guys signed but we don't have the a lot of the big things that really matter like what makes our defense so special this year a lot of it is a guys on their last year of a deal well, we're we have Justin a, Simmons, who's sitting, about, who is either in or about to go absolutely. into his prime. We've got Patrick Sertan, absolutely. Rookie. Bradley Chubb's We've going into Bradley his Chubb, prime. We've got Bradley Chubb, sweet. What else do we have? We got the middle linebackers set. We got Shelby for a couple more years. Vaughn's on the last year, sure. But he has said he wants to be a lifelong Bronco, sure. He also said money talks. 
after the Super Bowl. That was also in but, his prime. Exactly. He's, he's not no gonna get his prime. Exactly. He's not gonna get as big as an offer as this last deal. And I Honestly, think he's probably willing. gonna he's probably gonna get more money from the Broncos than anyone else. Exactly. In the so why would he leave? We've got three quarterbacks, I'm cornerbacks, late in, in their last year. Those guys, maybe they all play great. Non, none of them are going to get max offers from other places. Maybe one. Sure, we let one walk. Now we still got two, and Patrick Sutan gets more playtime. That defense can be rebuilt. And I, I think going forward, we can keep the defense. The offense is full of young guys. I don't think really any of them are ready for an extension. So this team can stay together if the management and the front office sees them going in the right place right direction okay cool like that i think that's um I, you know i can I, I like to you know break looking at it like that I, I don't know i just you know everybody wants their team to win um every team everybody would rather see their team win 10 games than five games um but winning 10 games for too many years in a row um uh kind of screws you because you don't ever get the high explosive explosive power outside of trades and lucky draft picks. Well, look what Kansas City did. They drafted Patrick Mahomes mid first round, early earlier side of the middle yeah, of the first you, round. Also, they traded yeah. a couple picks. I'm not saying it's work on a trade yeah, no, out no, ten no, spots and draft Patty. No, I know. But it's possible to find your quarterback it's, in spots not, like that. You're not helping yourself, is what I'm saying, and you get teams like the Bengals from like 20 the Andy Dalton AJ yeah, where they made it to the first round of the playoffs every year every other year and they won some divisions and were competitive though but that was it as soon as anyone saw them in the playoffs they crumbled didn't matter how many times they made it there and well, because I mean, they and because they kept making the playoffs, they couldn't draft that guy that could push them over the and edge. And then you got to get crafty in free agency. There's ways to do it. There is. I know. I know there's ways to do it. But right now, the best way to do it when it comes to finding a quarterback right now with the current quarterback market. That's why we got to hope Teddy's the guy. Is the draft. No, I agree 100%. I'm optimistic. I the most optimistic I've been going into any season. Um, with that being said, would you like to talk about how uh, we think we're going to do this season? Yeah, let's run through the games real quick and see what we think is going to go down. <coughs> All right. Week one at the Giants. What do we got? Uh, Broncos, for sure. Um we're a way better team than the Giants. I think we need to go in there and dominate. Is that two and a half? I don't have that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that one was two and a half. But yeah, um, I think the Broncos uh, win by more than definitely win by three or more for sure. I, I'd put that probably at a seven to ten point win. Um, I think uh, the Broncos are a much better team than the Giants. Um, and I think definitely if this was a home game, uh, that spread would be a decent amount bigger. Um, I think they're giving the Giants a little bit too much credit there, personally. But yeah, Broncos for that one. At the Jaguars. 
Broncos need to win that one again. I don't think there's any reason to lose that. Trevor Lawrence going to be making his second professional start. Defense isn't anything special. Offensively, honestly, I have no idea what they're going to be. But there's no reason the Broncos shouldn't win that game. Now, I'm in the same boat. you got a rookie quarterback. you got a team that doesn't really have much else going on for it elsewhere. Um, I think Broncos definitely take care of business there. Versus Jets. Again, rookie quarterback. Rookie head coach there. Actually, rookie head coach in week two and three. Um, No reason we shouldn't beat the Jets. Not a great team. Yeah, I absolutely uh, agree. Uh, Jets, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, coming to home, coming to the Denver's, uh, coming to the Broncos' home for uh, the Broncos' home opener. Um, Broncos play well at home. We have a legitimate uh, scientific uh, home field advantage, uh, which other teams don't have, um, and that place gets loud. Uh, the fans this year are. That's, 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 we start that's, that's their first full capacity game back. I'm expecting that game to be a full 76,000 strong. I'm expecting it to be loud. I'm expecting you to be able to feel the fans there. That is going to be a blowout, in my opinion, for the Broncos winning. All right, so what can the home team do the next week as we host the Ravens? Missing their starting running back. I think the, the Ravens are a great team. I think... They're going to be in competition for the one of the top seeds in our conference. I think they're going to be able to make a couple waves in the postseason. I think this is going to be the first loss of the year for the Denver Broncos. Um, I disagree, um, but not by much. I personally feel like if the Broncos can hold the Ravens to below 30 points, uh, it's a pick and I am confident in the defense in controlling that run game. This is the first time we're going to be able to see Chubb and Miller together. By that time, if they're both still healthy, um, they've had three weeks to work together. Um, Von Miller plays a huge role in the run game uh, on defense. And Chubb's not too shabby in the run either. Chubb absolutely can... Uh, Chubb can absolutely uh, stop runs as well. And I really, I have a confidence in this team at home um, to take that three straight win momentum and stick it to a team that they're supposed to lose against. And that's something that this team's going to need to feed off of that this year is really feed, feed on that underdog mentality. That's what we did in 2015. We were underdogs that whole season and we pulled it out. Right back on the road at the Steelers. Uh, Steelers defense is going to be something special this year. I think they're going to, if the Broncos defense is what we think it is on paper, Steelers are going to be just as good defensively. Uh, that'll be battle of the defenses, who can score more points, who can come up with that timely turnover. And I think the Steelers are going to edge us there. I think Big Ben's experience and their talent on offense is going to be able to do just a tad bit more than our offense. Um, yeah, I think this is the first loss for the Broncos of the year. For me, uh, the Steelers, uh, they got a good defense. Uh, I think their defense is going to give our offense the first real uh, 
not the first road test. Did Ravens have a solid defense too? But um, being on the road, they're not going to have that extra energy. They're going to have to create their own momentum. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, the offense is going to be at Heinz Field, and that's loud. Uh, Steelers fans are passionate. And uh, if the Steelers are playing well at that point, I expect there to be uh, quite the rowdy bunch there. And that's a tough place to play. Uh, definitely picking Pittsburgh in that one. Uh, should be a close one, though. All right. Home against the Raiders. Home against the Raiders. First divisional game of the season. Uh, Raiders and Broncos always fun games to be at, fun games to watch. I think at home, we're going to be able to win that game. I think the Denver Broncos defense is going to shut down the Raiders' offense in the mile high. Um, I think that the Broncos split with the Raiders this season home and home uh, because they play really close. uh, They play really scrappy. And I really um, am not super inspired by the Raiders this year. and I feel like we can definitely edge them out at home when we have that extra momentum. Uh, so I'm going to take the Broncos in this one, which puts them at 5-1 and one for me. And 3-3, uh, three and three, 500 for you, Connor. All right, at the Browns. Uh, the Browns are a really good team. That running game is something special. If Baker can take a step forward, they might be a real contender this season. They were already able to hold the Chiefs close last year in the playoffs. I think the Broncos are going to lose that game. I also think we're going to lose. That's a Thursday night game. That's a short week on the road coming out of uh, Pittsburgh. That's going to be a tough game for us against a really solid team. Um, so over, the coming out of uh, yeah, coming out of uh, a scrappy game against the Raiders. Uh, Raiders, man, they play hard. They play physical. We're going to be tired, and that's a short week, um, and we're traveling. So I don't I don't like the East traveling for the Broncos. We don't usually perform well. Um, definitely Browns, much better. Um, not much better team than the Broncos, uh, but I definitely think that they're one of the powerhouses in the AFC this year. All right, versus Washington football team. The football team have a very good defense. They got a little bit of Fitz magic going on offense there. I think this is going to be a really tight game. I think Washington's going to come out on top, though. I think... Is that, this versus or at? Versus. Okay. This is at home. I think that defense is going to be able to stop us very well. Chase Young is an absolute monster. And I think the Washington run game is going to be able to do enough. And Fitz magic is going to sprinkle a little bit of dust in there. And Washington's going to leave Denver with a win. Uh, This is absolutely going to be a defensive battle. Um, Two of the best projected defenses in the league. Um, I like us at home. Um, I like our our, our offense's chances against their defense a lot better than I like their offense against our defense. Yeah, Fitz has some magic in him. Um, I don't think that's coming out on this team. I think this team is too talented to let Fitzmagic drop those classic 300 four touchdown, 300 yard four four touchdown games on us. Um, he's not doing that, and you ain't beating us with just Gibson. Um, 
defensive battle can totally see it being close. Um, I'm going to go with Broncos here too, um, which puts me at six and two and Connor at three and five at this point. Very different records at this point. I'm four and four, bro. I win. I got Broncos winning the first three, lose two, beat the Raiders, lose two. Oh, I thought you said the Raiders beat us at home. No. Okay. No, no. Okay. Okay. My bad. All right. Yeah. So that puts. You... I would never pick the Raiders to come into Denver and win. Absolutely okay, okay, not. Okay. 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 Never. Um, for any reason. So yeah, you ever. you're keeping us at five hundred. Um, that's the, better. That's better than we've at been the at this old, point. At the old halfway point in the season. It's better than we've been at this point in a long time. Absolutely. And I take it. All right. Back on the road against the Cowboys. Cowboys are going to be Dak Prescott dependent. As Dak goes, the Cowboys will go. That'll be a tough game for them. I don't think they have anything to stop us on defense. Do you have any time that game is at? That's an 11 a.m. game. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to struggle if they cannot put up more than 30 points. And I believe our defense is more than equipped to hold them below below 30 that game. So I give Denver a win. So uh, this is also a game that I kind of see as a pick them. Uh, if this was in Denver, I would absolutely pick the Broncos. Um, however, uh, Broncos don't play well at 11 a.m. after traveling. Uh, we never do ever. Uh, I think Dallas is going to be really desperate at this point in the season to make sure that they don't get nudged out and making sure that they're keeping pace, um, with the rest of the NFC, uh, as far as seating goes. Um, and I think this is going to be, um, a real tone setter for Dallas. And I think that they're going to come out and they're going to play a really tight physical game low scoring i know their defense is a mess but our offense does not tend to produce on the road at 11 a.m the last cowboy game mm-hmm. i remember in dallas i'm pretty it sure was, we it, put up 55 points with trevor simeon we did no um, no in dallas wasn't that oh, the one in dallas? Ran and oh ran? yeah yeah that yeah, was that, that was the play action oh Peyton my Ron. god that was Oh, that was so D. Ware was playing for the Cowboys eight, at that, that point eight years ago, and then the next game we played against the Dow- the Cowboys was uh, four years ago, and Trevor threw three or four touchdowns. Well, I'm hoping we get three or four touchdowns out of Teddy, and we win that game. I would love for us to win that game. Um, Beat the Cowboys. Beat the gonna, Cowboys. This is absolutely a pick'em game for me, mm-hmm. um, but I'm gonna, I'm going to give it to the Cowboys. Okay. All right. The Eagles are coming to town. Eagles are terrible. Eagles are trash. Jalen Hurts is gonna hurt this year. Their offensive line is awful. He has a rookie wide receiver as his number one target. Zach Hurts has been hurt the past however many years. Don't know if he's ever gonna be able to produce the same. They don't have much of a run game. They're gonna struggle. That defense isn't anything special. That's a Bronco win for me. All right, Thanksgiving weekend. Chargers are in town. Would you make your pick for the Eagles? Yeah, Bron- Broncos win that Broncos one. Broncos win? Yeah, yeah, Broncos win that one. Uh, Chargers. Uh, I, man, again, I think we season split with the Chargers. Um, <laughs> the Chargers play better on the road, I feel like. 
Um, I'm going to give them the game at mile high. I think the Chargers are going to be a great team this year. I think they're going to, I don't know if compete is the right word for the Chiefs, compete with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are running away with our division, but I think the Chargers are gonna gonna be a competitive. You put them in any other division, competitive they can too. Win it. I think they're gonna be pushing hard for one of the playoff spots. I think that is a Denver loss. All right, back on the road, Chiefs. <laughs> like I said, Chiefs are gonna run away with the division. That's a loss. Uh, Chiefs win their eleventh straight against us. <laughs> is that what that would be? Yep. Oh, that sucks. Yep. <laughs> God. Okay. All right, Lions at home. Lions are terrible. Lions. That's a a uh, win. The only reason uh, I don't think that they're going to be the worst team in the league is because the Texans exist. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bengals at home. Bengals at home, that's going to be, to me, a very close game. We'll see if Joe Burrow can take another, or take a leap forward coming back off his knee injury. I think the Bengals edge us in this one. I think... Joe Burrow comes in and does some work on our defense. No matter how good it is, I think for whatever reason, he's got that little bit of special in him. Joe Burrow definitely has a little bit of special in him. I would agree. Uh, I just don't think that team has enough enough in it to uh, put up uh, enough points against that defense. I can certainly see them moving the ball. Ball, I can see them finding the end zone once or twice, but I would not. I would be surprised if they can hang more than 20, 21 on us. And I like our offense against their defense. So um, I'm going to take the Broncos in that one. All right. At the Raiders Christmas weekend. At the Raiders, that's a tough game. Raiders are going to always play us tough. Hate them, but... I believe they're going to beat us in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, again, close, scrappy game. I got to, I got to give it to them uh, at home. Raiders. All right, off to the Chargers. I think we get swept by the Chargers this season. If healthy, that team's going to be special. Uh, yeah, if that team is healthy, um, they can absolutely uh, season sweep us. That's that's definitely potential there. Uh, that being said, the Chargers uh, like to lose at home, and the Charger because they just they play at the home. Galaxy Stadium and can't even sell that out. And there's always more of the opposing team fans. Um, Melvin Gordon himself said, anytime the Broncos came to town, it felt like they were playing on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers. Um, take the Chargers. No, sorry, sorry. I'm going to take the Broncos. Uh, assuming the Chargers are healthy. I'm still taking the Broncos. Um, I don't think the Chargers will be healthy at this point in the season. Uh, This is game 16. uh, Or, yeah, game 16. 16. So, uh, I'm going with the Broncos in LA on that one. Alright, back at home. Final week against the Chiefs. I think this might be the Chiefs game for the undefeated season. I think they beat us and would not be shocked if they end up 17-0 after this week. 
Yeah, um, this will be the Chiefs' uh, 12th consecutive win against the Broncos and uh, very possibly their 17th consecutive win on the season. Uh, The Chiefs are disgusting, and I don't think, even with our defense, that this team is anywhere close to competing with them. Okay. I got a wild card for both of you. Baylor, you had to pick any home game to go to. If you could only pick one home game to go to this season, which one would it be? Can you shout them out to me real quick? Home games. We've got the Jets. Uh Jets, Ravens, Raiders, Washington football team. Eagles, Chargers, Lions, Bengals, and then the Chiefs. Um, normally, I'd go with the NFC teams because you only see them uh, once every eight years at home. Uh, however, both of the NFC teams coming in uh, are wildly uninteresting to me. Uh, I'd probably go with the Bengals. Uh, I think that I'd, I'd really like to see Joe uh, in person. And, um, you know, Bengals games, uh, I feel like all the Bengals games I've been to have been pretty fun, most notably um, on, our road, on our route to Super Bowl 50, uh, the uh, thriller with the strip sack and D-Ware scooping it up. I would, yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite games I've ever been to, so I'd probably pick the Bengals. All right, Connor. Pick a road game to go to. Follow the team. Because of oh, the, I'm going be, to Vegas. Be, I was oh, going to say, going to I was going to say, is that because of the football game or because of the location? I'm going That's, to Vegas. Yeah, it could be. It could be whatever you want. To, I'm going to Vegas over. I'm going to Vegas over Christmas. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. If, I, if, I, if I make if I make it money. to the football That's game, money. sure. If not, not a bad choice. Not hurt. Um. So just real quick, uh, Connor, that puts you at seven and ten. Mm-hmm. For the Broncos, that's a that's a pretty rough record. That means Teddy's gone. That means Vic's gone. Um, that means probably a decent amount of those people that are kind of loners right now are probably gone. Um, yep. That that inspires big changes for sure. Um, I think it'll be a competitive. Seven and ten, as competitive as you can be. I don't think we're going to be blown out. But oh, no, I, think, I don't. I don't think either. No matter what our record is, I, th- I, think, I think a seven and ten. I mean, last year is all right. We really didn't get blown out. But there's there's a lot of games, games there that I could easily see going our way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm at ten and seven right now. Um, I know lots of uh, people around the league and a, a local will tell me that that is wildly optimistic. Um, I know it is. Uh, that being said, uh, it's very possible that this team gets 12 wins this year. It is very, very possible that this team gets 12 wins. Two of the wins, uh, two of the losses that I picked, that Dallas game, go either way. Uh, very easily could swing Broncos' direction in a tight one. That being said, that leaves uh, two division games, one against the Raiders, one against the Chargers. We always play our division tight. Any of those games could swing our favor. If you win one of those two division games that I have us slated to lose, and that Dallas game, that's a twelve. That's a twelve win team right there. That's a twelve and five record. And boy, would we have some stuff to talk about in December and January. I would be more than happy with 12, 12 and five. Yeah, I know. Um, obviously, not what I'm projecting, but man, whew! See the Broncos in the playoffs again. Mm, I would be a big fan of that. Make me happy. All right. So let's transition 
let's do our mile high hot bet. Okay. Time for that. All right. Cool. What do we got today? So this week, since we're doing, since we're at the start of the season, we're going to do some of those futures, looking at the team's performances over the course of the entire year. Okay. And so let's start off. Denver Broncos wins. What I've got over under eight and a half games. Sounds like you're on the over, Baylor. Oh yeah, I'm definitely on the over on that one. Yep. And my seven puts me on the under. Would you be willing to go? Well, actually, no, the odds are worse. So over eight and a half is minus 150. So you'd stick with your under. I would. All right. All right, well, that settles that. Let's talk about division winners. NFC North. Who you got? Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I think that division's not going to be very competitive. I think Packers walk away with it. Yeah, I don't think that division is much to write home about. I mean, the Packers are playing the Lions and the Vikings. That's four games right there. And uh, the Bears, I mean, depending on if Justin Fields is playing or not. I mean, if Andy's playing for those games, that's way easy. So, I mean, Packers are going to walk away with that one. Okay. AFC East, Buffalo's favored to win with minus 160. I think Buffalo takes that one. I think... The Jets are going to be awful. I think Miami and New England are going to be neck and neck for that second spot in that division, but I think Buffalo walks away with that one as well. Um, yeah. Uh, the Patriots got a rookie quarterback. Uh, the Dolphins have Tua, and the Jets are the Jets, right? I mean, J-E-T-S. Similarly to how the Patriots were just uh, penciled in winner for that division every year. I think that's the Bills mantle for the foreseeable future. NFC South, Buccaneers are favored. I think they take it. Returning every starter from Super Bowl winning team. Uh, Saints won it last year, but they lost Drew Brees. I don't think Carolina or Atlanta are ready to challenge. Bucks easy. Yeah, you win the Super Bowl means you're the best team. If you don't change the 22 people that won you that game uh, and that season, yeah, I I think you are still, you got to be the favorite until somebody tells me you're not. And uh, the only other team in that division that would give them a shot is uh, Drew Brees and the Saints, and Drew Brees retired. So I'm going to go with Bucks. AFC West. Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. All right, this is a fun one. All of these have plus odds. NFC East. Dude, it's because it's All of them, that, that's because that division It's a toss-up. It's yeah. literally a pick NFC East, terrible. I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. I think it's the football team. Dallas is favored just slightly, plus 150. Washington football team at plus 200. So, not bad. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles have a shot. Eagles definitely don't have a shot. Giants definitely don't have a shot. The only reason Washington has a shot is if Fitz can put in some magic and their defense. Um, Yeah, I know. I I feel like uh, Dallas, though, for sure. All right. Same thing for the AFC North. All plus. Baltimore Ravens favored just slightly ahead of the Browns. What do you got? And I think the Ravens win the division, but I think the Browns keep it real close this year. Yeah, this is actually a really good division. Um if you look at the, the ceiling and the floor of this division, got uh, for me, you got the Bengals on the floor, and um, I think Cleveland takes the division. Uh, I think Cleveland uh, really 
stepped into their own last year and really made some improvements this offseason too they made improvements this year um they were really that unit was starting to really look good together and honestly um for as bad as they've been i'm always down to root for the browns i think the browns win the division but um it's definitely going to be tight with baltimore right on their heels okay nfc west this is a really good division um Niners, Seahawks, Rams. I can see all of them winning it. I feel bad for the Cardinals. That's a toughie there. I think it's going to come down to health almost entirely, but I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I think San Francisco is a solid team. Um, uh, I could very likely see three playoff teams from that division. Yeah, uh, that being said, I do believe Seahawks and Rams are a couple steps above the above the Niners. Uh, uh, both of those teams, to me, have way better quarterbacks mm-hmm. um, as well as just phenomenal supporting casts. Um, Seattle, year in and year out, has been able to keep a solid team, and the Rams this year are could be filthy. Could be absolutely filthy. So, um, I think the Rams win that division. Um, I think Seattle keeps it a race right up until the end there, uh, but I'm going to take the Rams. Would either of you pick up the bet for the Seahawks at plus 275? Ugh, compared to what are the Rams, like 150? 190. Hmm. 275 for the Seahawks? 275 for the Seahawks. It's the closest one as far as the third yeah. best team goes. Yeah, no, I would. Um, yeah, if, I mean, I'd, I'd. Yeah, I would. I'd pick that up personally. I think, it, I think enough goes wrong with the. You know, if Stafford has I don't know a, if, if I would too if, many injuries. If if, to Sta- change it. if Stafford has a back problem, I feel like uh, it's very possible for the, the then that's the Seahawks division. Yeah, so. I definitely see that going anyway. Yeah. AFC South. Titans favored. <sighs> well, I can tell you one thing, the Texans and Jags aren't gonna win it. I was about to say, well it's uh, you got it's them or the Colts. To and... me it's a toss up between Titans Colts. Um, I think that I gotta give it to the Titans. I think their offense is gonna be consistently better. Ride Derrick Henry until you can't. Again, I, I think uh, Indianapolis is very middle of the road this year, and uh, they're probably gonna be a uh, couple games over 500 just because uh, they're gonna get four free wins um, against their division. Uh, but that being said, uh, yeah, the Titans' offense has been phenomenal the last two years. Uh, A.J. Brown is a stud. Uh, they have Julio. They have uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, that's the Titans' division for sure. All right, conference winners, AFC. Chiefs. Chiefs. Cool. Anybody picking up the Bills at plus 500? Nope. At plus 500? Plus 500 for the Bills. Hmm. <laughs> nope. Uh, that's tempting because uh, conference winner means three rounds of playoffs. And when it comes down to one game, as we all saw last year with the Chiefs, it takes one game and they're gone. That's a fat payout. I would probably put something smaller on that, but I feel like that's a bet I'd be willing to take. Um, not something that I would... Uh, 
not necessarily something I would jump on right away because I really do think the Chiefs are gonna show up for the third straight year in the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, I mean, I expected them to beat Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay humiliated them, which was the first sign of weakness I've seen from the Chiefs. I might take that just more as like hope, so that <laughs> it's not the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Away. Okay, NFC. Barring injury, I think this one's the Rams. I think the addition of Matthew Stafford gives them a different type of offense than we've seen with Jared Goff. I think Tampa's still going to be competitive. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to be right there. But I think the star power of the Rams is going to take them home. Yeah, the NFC is the fun division to watch this year for sure. Um uh, I'm gonna go with Packers. Um, I think the reigning MVP is gonna be on a freaking warpath because whether he wants to stay in Green Bay or if he wants to leave, he's gonna want the best possible season under his belt. And I don't want to be on the other side of the football from Aaron Rodgers ever. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the Packers can push all the way to, to the Super Bowl this year, and I think that they could very likely represent the NFC. Not bad for both of you. Plus 600 for the Packers, plus 650 for the Rams. I was going to say, that, that better be the NFC Championship game, and boy, will I be tuning in. <laughs> I'll watch it no matter what it is. All right, Super Bowl winner. Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. I think the Chiefs are by far the best team in the league. Defeated. It'll be tough to take them down. I agree. Even the Rams. Honestly, I feel like the Rams would be a better competition for the Chiefs, but I feel like the Packers can take out the Rams. I know it's kind of weird. Have to wait to find out. Tune in in 18 weeks. <laughs> Plus the five weeks of playoffs. And the week before the regular season actually starts. Yep. Uh, irrelevant. All right. That's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening to Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on social media at 5280 Hot Takes. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarger Productions.